This episode was recorded on January 21st, before the World Health Organization announced it does not recommend the Moderna vaccine for pregnant women unless they are at high risk of exposure to COVID-19. Despite the announcement, Northwell Health, along with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, and other national societies remain supportive of vaccinating pregnant women who meet criteria for vaccination. Certainly pregnancy has been, has been determined to be one of the risk factors. So it changes your risk for the infection and therefore consideration for vaccination very high. There were patients who received the vaccine in the trial and they were pregnant. They didn't know they were pregnant at the time. And it, it does not appear that any of them had any adverse events. So we do believe it's, it's, it's a safe vaccination. Welcome to 20 Minute Health Talk, where some of the brightest minds in healthcare help us break down the latest news and developments. I'm your host, Rob Hoyle, alongside my co-host, Chris Gazuski, and today's special guest, Dr. Michael Nimroff, who's the Senior Vice President of OBGYN at Northwell and the Chairman of OBGYN at North Shore University Hospital and the LIJ Medical Center, Katz Women's Hospitals. Also special guest today joining us virtually is Elizabeth Espinal, who is a research coordinator for the Feinstein Institutes of Medical Research, and she is also pregnant in her second trimester. And Dr. Nimeroff, I'm sure you're getting a million and one questions about the vaccine and pregnancy. Yes, so certainly this is obviously the topic of today, very important, critical topic that, and, and thank you for inviting us to uh, discuss this you know, important issue. Certainly before we talk about the vaccine, we have to remember that COVID infection during pregnancy is extremely serious. Okay, majority of patients are asymptomatic, fortunately, so no one should panic, but certainly developing an infection during pregnancy can lead to really serious outcomes, both for the baby, the pregnancy, for the mother, and this includes you know, even death. So this is why this subject and the issue about, do I get vaccinated? Should we recommend vaccination? for our patients who are trying to get pregnant or who are pregnant? And the answer is, we think the risk benefit, get vaccinated. Is that just based on what you've seen through the, I guess the past 10 months because of COVID? I, and I feel like even just for people who aren't pregnant, um, you know, what is the, they have to weigh the risk versus the reward here. You know, certainly pregnancy has been, has been determined to be one of the risk factors. So it changes your risk for the infection and therefore consideration for vaccination very high. Unfortunately, right, the, the vaccine was not yet tested in pregnant patients. And, and that was because obviously it takes time to really, really, really go through those studies, those trials. And this was, a, you know, a, obviously a very necessary, this was an emergency use, you know, um, uh, approval. So pregnancy was excluded. Although there were, there were patients who received the vaccine in the, in the trial and they, were pregnant. They didn't know they were pregnant at the time of the uh, entry into the trial, but they were pregnant. And it, it does not appear that any of them had any adverse events. So we do believe it's 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 a safe vaccination. Certainly good news. Um, so what else should a pregnant woman consider when, you know, before getting the vaccine? Well, I mean, again, certainly we we all care. Does this, is this going to affect either the fetus, my developing pregnancy or, or, or me, the, you know, the patient, and the answer is we really think the, the, the risk benefit certainly weighs in favor of getting vac vaccinated. The, we know for a fact that COVID infection pregnancy can lead to some serious events. And so anything we can do to prevent the infection and clearly vaccine, vaccination being 
really the critical step that we all need to take. And this includes certainly our patients who are pregnant or are contemplating pregnancy. So Elizabeth, just listening to Dr. Nimaroff, you are pregnant. So did you decide to get the vaccine? I did decide to get this vaccine. Um, and for many, many of the reason, reasons that Dr. Nimaroff just discussed, uh, when I reached out to my OBGYN, uh, first of all, I reached out to some colleagues and to see if anybody knew anybody that was pregnant and, and received the vaccine. And at that point, this was still early in the rollout and not many women who were pregnant opted to either get the vaccine or even in that population, maybe there aren't that many women who are actively pregnant in that moment. So it was hard to find some sort of crowdsourced data. So I turned to my doctors and I talked with my personal OBGYN and I also talked with some of the other nurses and doctors within the practice. And they all had the same message, which was basically, we're not advising against it. We feel we're for it. We think that you should get it if that's a decision that you make. It's we we That's what we are telling our patients to do is to go for it. There's no reason that they could think of in that moment based on data to not go for it. So that was um, a big piece of my decision was based on that I'm hearing that from the doctors and me being a researcher myself, I turned to the data. And a lot of the data that I found is exactly what Dr. Nuroff described. There was some women who were pregnant during the trial without knowing initially that they were pregnant. There were no adverse effects um, observed as a result of that. And um, not only did I talk with my OBGYN and I looked at the data, but I also talked with, I work in neurosurgery and I talked with a neurosurgeon and neurologist and I got their opinions as sort of an outside perspective to this. And they all said the same thing. So in the end, all roads basically led to, it makes more sense to get the vaccine than to continue sort of worrying on the edge, you know, I'm pregnant and there's this danger out there to me and my child. But if I have something to sort of put a barrier between that, then I should do it. What was your experience like? So it was, um, I got it, you know, as a Northwell Health employee. So it was uh, relatively seamless in terms of the process of actually going there. There's a lot of nervous energy around the vaccine in general, not just specific to pregnant women. Um, so you could sort of sense that in the air, but I think it was overall a positive experience. The injection itself was fine, just like receiving any other injection, a flu shot or any other a Tdap. And um, afterwards, you know, I think you have to sort of wait a bit. And when you're pregnant, they make you wait a little bit longer just to make sure, monitor you and make sure that everything was all right afterwards. And everything was fine, thankfully. Uh, in the end, all I had was a sore arm. So that's good news. Yeah. And do you feel like you have a, a little bit more confidence now and a little, you feel, how do you feel knowing that you do have this vaccine? So I've only had my first shot. So I'm still um, erring on the more heavily cautious side. Um, but I do feel there is a sense of relief that at least I know I have some extra level of protection in addition to wearing a mask and, you know, washing my hands and being just generally safe but I do feel like there is that extra level of protection available. Yeah. Dr. Nimrov, um, you know, obviously this hasn't rolled out to the public yet, um, but when it does, is this, uh, is, is Elizabeth's uh, experience here? Is this something that we can really, you know, use to, to show that this is safe? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. know, thank you, Elizabeth, for sharing your, your story. And I think it's important. I mean, clearly we need to make the public in general, obviously, 
you know, um, comfortable with vaccination. And it's not just our pregnant patients. It's all, you know, all patients, all, all you know, the, the entire community. So, but, you know, clearly, you know, uh, in the pregnancy front, it's, we, we really do think it's a benefit and an important uh, step to take. Um, certainly, you need to talk to your doctor. Of course, patients should. It's not a simple decision, but, um, but certainly we think it's the right decision. Our organizations, uh, American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, as well as the Society for Maternal Fetal Medicine and other organizations all support vaccination uh, during, during pregnancy or when contemplating pregnancy. You know, one issue that has uh, come up is a question, this is again, some false information regarding does the vaccine cause uh, lead to infertility problems? So difficulty getting pregnant. And so this has been looked at the Society of uh, Reproductive uh, Medicine, uh, American Society, ASRM, um, has issued also their statement saying that absolutely not. And that certainly women who are contemplating pregnancy or who are undergoing infertility treatment should go ahead and get vaccinated. Um, the only studies that we do have, actually, there's some studies that have shown that in men that COVID infection, having an infection uh, can uh, lower the sperm count and therefore lead to male factor infertility. So it, so it's important, obviously, for both parties to, uh, to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, uh, um, it, to me, it seems like a no brainer. And it's good to hear that, you know, the experts are coming forth and saying that this thing is safe. But I think it's going to be a, a constant repetition of messages and, and actually visuals of seeing it, you know, people like Elizabeth. Elizabeth, could you just shed some light? I know you mentioned you only had some soreness in your arm, but, you know, take us through that day. Was it relief? Was it um, anxiety? What were you feeling? I mean, so I was, once I made my decision, I was confident in that decision. I felt that I had enough information that I was making the right decision. And I just want to mention that I do approach things in a scientific way, but at the same time, I am a mother with a child, you know, in my body, you know, growing a a child. And so I looked at this as well as I don't want to do any harm to my child. Right. So these important, this was an important decision that it really took me some time to um, make that decision. It wasn't something that I just sort of snapped up one day and decided this was a good idea. So I just wanted to comment on that because I know this is a difficult decision for many, many women. And that's why there's so much apprehension about it. But um, so the day of once I made my decision, I felt confident in it, uh, getting the shot. There was no apprehension there. It was fine. On the car ride home, I had a moment where I said, well, it's what's done is done now. And um, we'll see sort of, there's an element of the unknown, not for just for me, but for everybody, because everything is very new and the whole uh, COVID itself is relatively new. And now the vaccine is new. So, um, but in the end, when I came home and I, I felt okay, I put some ice in my arm and I just sort of rested that arm that evening because I know how I usually react to a flu shot. So I was sort of preparing in the same way. And uh, the next day I really felt fine. It was very mild discomfort and that was really it. Yeah, and I think that's uh, a consistent, you know, experience, you know, for people who have gotten the vaccine, whether you're pregnant or not. Now, um, Elizabeth got the vaccine, so she's protected. Does that vaccine also go to protect her her unborn child? So, it's <laughs> a good question. Certainly, you know, when once you're vaccinated, you're you know the 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 process is it takes first of all it takes uh, basically about a month, you know, depending on which vaccine. But basically, you know, you take your two doses, and then you have another week lag before your body's building up the uh, you know immune uh, response. Um, 
So ultimately, you know, certainly we haven't seen uh, um, incidents of transmitting the virus from mom to baby in utero. So it's called, you know, we have not seen that, although there are some isolated reports like here and there of overwhelming infection where actually it looks like there may be some transplacental passage, but overall that does not happen. We've seen, you know, we've, we actually have had over a thousand COVID positive deliveries, you know, patients who are, you know, already throughout the system throughout this. And so we have really only, we can only, we can only find one case that we don't understand how the, the, the infant, um, did pick up the virus. Fortunately, it really has been, you know, a, a very asymptomatic uh, infection for the new for the newborn. Um, that's believed because again, there is some protection because there are antibodies that do pass through the placenta that help protect the baby. So vaccination, I can't again, we don't have data on this yet, but certainly um, can potentially also help the newborn initially. But you know, fortunately, that newborn period, the baby seems to, the baby seems to do um, they do okay. Uh, is this something we're going to be studying in the future? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, we we, um, we do plan on really following hopefully our 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 pregnant patients who are vaccinated, and we also certainly hope to participate uh, in uh, in the trial on uh, the vaccine in pregnancy. And I, I think one of the big messages too is how the this particular vaccine works. It does not inject COVID into you. Instead, it just teaches your body how to uh, your immune system on how to fight it should it ever interact with it. Um, you know, with that being said, I think that's a positive message to get to, to pregnant women who might be contemplating getting the vaccine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really uh, interesting science. Um, we have our scientists, uh, uh, you know, with us who uh, just was vaccinated, Elizabeth. Um, but you know, it's a it's a it's not a virus, so it's a segment of mRNA. Um, that gets injected into our muscles and the cells pick up that mRNA, make the protein that's sort of that the virus makes, uh, but but there's no virus. So, you know, where our body is, the immune system is reacting to that. And that's where, you know, it's 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 preventing, you know, the the infection when, if you're exposed to the virus. So it doesn't enter the nucleus of, this, of the, the, the DNA of the cell, it does not enter the nucleus. So it really... The, the biologically, physiologically, it's hard to explain why it would be a problem. So that's really why we you know we really do think this is a safe vaccine. Yeah, and Elizabeth, you being from the research field, you're going to go with the science and the data. What were, what was the information that you were getting from friends and family? So I, I'll start with the conversation with my husband. My husband is a chef, so he's really not a part of the uh, healthcare world in any way. Um, so he, he had a lot of sort of concerns that I think a typical layperson would, you know, is it, is the vaccine dangerous in general? That was sort of the first question. Is this something that, you know, could harm you or harm the baby in any way? And it, after we had a, a long conversation where I show, I discussed with him the data that I found, the things that the doctors were saying, and again, back to this super key element the risks versus the benefits, right? Which is like a key cornerstone of science in general is are we doing more harm than good? So I felt like for this particular instance, the vaccine is gonna do more good than the harm that I could see at, in the data right now. Whereas being unvaccinated, again, there's potential. It's not a guarantee, but there's potential for a very serious outcome. Um, so he really understood that. And similar conversations with my parents and uh, friends that asked me about it. So 
I felt it was sort of my job to just give them a little bit of education as to why I was making the decision that I was making and um, just be a part of the conversation when other women ask me, it's, I can't make the decision for them. They have to make it in the end, but it's just make it a decision that's informed and not one that's based on fear. That's really my message to people. Awesome. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Now you're an, an ambassador. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, listen, that's what we all need to be. And and that's yeah. where I think, you know, Elizabeth, you're, uh, you know, you, you're joining us here, here today, you know, said it far better than I did, you know, and, and really, you know, emphasizing the importance of, of, uh, getting vaccinated. And so, you know, but we do, we all have to serve as ambassadors in our communities and our families. And I know we, I'm sure, you know, all of us are dealing with this every day, both at work, but also at home. And so, uh, you know, we do, we need that army out there to really spread the word because that's how we're going to get through it. So it's important for pregnant women to get vaccines. Elizabeth's a healthcare worker. Healthcare workers, I guess, are, are specifically more at risk. So I guess it's more important for for healthcare workers who are pregnant to get vaccinated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and and again, thank you, Elizabeth. I mean, certainly for you know working in the healthcare system, being you know certainly, and then on the front line taking care of patients. By the way, everyone in the buildings in our buildings all are involved and are are exposed to patients, and and we're exposed to each other, and and so it, it is just it's just critically important that you know, we get vaccinated. And, and so, because we have to do our, even if we're not concerned about ourselves, we have to be concerned about others who we work with and, and, and who we take care of. And so, you know, I, I just, you know, I wanted to, to, to really say, you know, please, you know, do your part, uh, you know, every, you would, you do every day. Right. And this is, you know, again, part of it, and we got to get through this. It's awesome. Have you looked into some of the other vaccines that are coming down the pike, like uh, Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca, I believe, are based off of the adenovirus? Correct. Um, is that is that vaccine, from your perspective, is that something that's going to be safe as well? Yeah, so we're going to have to look at that. One of them is, uh, one is one is a live virus, and I'm not sure which one. One is a live virus, one is an attenuated virus, so it's sort of a, sort of a dead virus. Um, so... Um, so it may be that one is acceptable. Um, I don't believe we'll probably, in, you know, recommend the live virus vaccine uh, during pregnancy. But you know, obviously, uh, we have to see. But the vaccines that are out now, the Moderna and the Pfizer, you guys fully recommend. There no, yeah, there's there, there's no. This is not a. There's no virus. This doesn't replicate. This is just a piece of mRNA that gets injected, and then your body picks up that mRNA and makes the protein. All right, great. Well, we're getting close to the end of our show here, and uh, we always like to end on a positive note. So I'm going to hit both of you. But um, so, Dr. Nimroff, what gives you hope and optimism? Well, you know, I'm, I'm very optimistic today because I just looked at some of the numbers. Uh, you know, we all know people who have uh, COVID, COVID infection now. I mean, it's it's everywhere. Um, but fortunately, still the numbers in the hospitals and you know are not as bad as they were. And we, and it looks like we're heading sort of, again, even in, in hospitalizations, heading in the right direction. So I think combined with the fact that we're, you know, this rollout of the vaccine, uh, you know, I, you know, we really, it's, we should be optimistic that uh, we're going to get through this. That's great. And Elizabeth, what gives you hope? Uh, very similar to what Dr. Nimrod was saying. I, it's, I'm hopeful that we're nearing this sort of peak and we're starting to edge over the other side of this. Um, and I think that the vaccine will also contribute to that, although it's not going to happen overnight. I think it will contribute to that ultimately. And as a pregnant woman, I am optimistic that this will 
sort of change the tides a bit on COVID, the, the vaccine will change the tides a bit on COVID. And uh, being pregnant during COVID is very difficult. It, it's really uh, quite stressful. You really have to be isolated. And it's not how you typically want to experience a pregnancy. This is my first, and it's definitely not how I wanted to experience my first pregnancy. Um, and I know many other women who are struggling with similar situations. So this gives me hope that pregnant women will have to deal with this for too much longer and can sort of experience the joys of pregnancy instead of feeling um, quite afraid. That's awesome. Amen well, to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. All right. Elizabeth, Dr. Nimeroff, thank you so much for joining us. For everybody who tuned in, thank you so much. Have a great week and stay safe. Get more expert insight from some of the leading voices in healthcare today. Subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk on Podbean, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts.